0: This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce bombshell and the billions at stake. Plus, breaking down Caitlyn Jenner's run for California governor and comments on transgender athletes and actress Catherine McPhee on her new baby and new show. It's May 4th. guys. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It's Tuesday, and I mean this with all of my heart. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) My son is so excited to get in on the fun and watch Star Wars today. I might even let him crack open that Millennium Falcon Lego set with a gazillion pieces that he got for his birthday. Actually, no, I'm still not ready for that. Later on in the show, I talked to another mom who has her hands full these days, actress Catherine McPhee, who welcomed baby son Rennie a little over a month ago with husband David Foster. She's back on the small screen, starring in Netflix's new comedy, Country Comfort. And we talk about all of that and more, so stick around. First up, though, some big news has bubbled up in the world of business, philanthropy, and politics. And People.com politics editor Adam Carlson is here now to explain it all. Hi, Adam.
1: Hi, janine happy tuesday
0: okay wait before we get into the news you know the the real stuff Mm -hmm. adam be honest
1: would you consider me to be chuggy i'm gonna have to answer (laughs) that question with a question janine how do you feel about live laugh love signs?
0: That's just beautiful. I mean, it's like, who doesn't want to see a live,
1: laugh, love sign? It captures everything, right? I mean, that's really the whole experience. I don't see the issue.
0: What more do you want? <laughs> but I mean, as I sit out of my, you know, I'm a mom, what's your superpower mug? I just feel as though <laughs> people are coming for me. Okay. So we have to explain this. Chugi, Adam, you break it down.
1: So Chugi, um, as is true of everything else in the world, uh, originated uh, on TikTok um, and it... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, went viral a few weeks ago. It was a term that um, had been coined by a young woman and then circulated among friend groups. And then there were these viral videos explaining it. And Chugi basically is the latest in the ongoing battle between the generations, right? It's like the new way to talk about someone being maybe a little too basic or a little too in love with certain not trendy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think It's about like millennials versus Gen Z, the idea that like millennials as we get older, I say as a proud millennial, like maybe we're starting to buy those hers bath towels. Maybe we, you know, signed up for a Disney membership with our spouses. Um, and then other people <laughs> are looking at us going, that's so chuggy. Like I had already
0: like signed up mm-hmm. for being mm-hmm. basic because what, <laughs> you know, I, I love a good mug with a great saying, you know, I, this whole middle part Absolutely. side part thing that has been going on versus millennials and Gen Z. I I, clearly you can see me. I have a side part right now.
1: I think none of these children had been traumatized <laughs> by their seventh grade school photos with the middle part their mothers put in for them. Um, I'm not speaking from experience here.
0: Call me Cheeky. I don't care, guys. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, what's really bubbling up out there. And it is a split that no one saw coming. I definitely didn't. I mean, the pandemic has rendered mm. a lot of relationships null and void. But this one, well, like w- w- Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. What?
1: After almost 30 years of marriage, and the thing I think, you know, reflecting back on it this morning, after the kind of bombshell announcement, Monday afternoon on social media, we never really know what's going on inside someone's house, right? It's 27 years of marriage, they have 3 adult children, they work together in this enormous philanthropic foundation. And as it turns out, they were really struggling behind the scenes. There was a line in their statement on Monday after a lot of work in our marriage, right? We can no longer grow together as people. It's a very brief line, but for me, I think that speaks volumes about who they were as spouses and partners and finally coming to this decision, even though it all happened behind the scenes. Yeah,
0: they they met and, and got married January 1st, 1994, and they have three children together. Rory John, who's 21, daughters, Phoebe Adele, 18, and Jennifer Catherine, who's 25. And the other baby that everyone is kind of looking at and Talking about is mm. that foundation, that billion, right. billion, billion dollar foundation. How is that going to work out? What are we hearing about just, you know, how this is going to shake out?
1: So, we know from the initial court documents and some of what they've said, we can kind of piece together a sense of where it's coming, but a lot of it is still not known. And, you know, this case could go into 2022, according mm-hmm. to the court documents mm-hmm. we've already seen. But they said in their statement, they want to keep working working together on this foundation. And in Melinda's initial filing, she said, I don't need spousal support. And she said they have a separation agreement in place, which is not the same thing as a prenup. So they don't have a prenup. Um, They've been together almost 30 years, right? So there's no governing agreement about When she first married him in the early 90s, he was obviously the hotshot Microsoft executive. They've gone on and built this whole life together. No prenup governing that. But we do have a separation agreement that no one has seen. But we can assume they've already kind of worked out some of this stuff, right?
0: Got it. Got it. So uh, this is just harking back to the jeff bezos divorce for me Mm -hmm. just when you're dealing with so much my does it feel like this is different
1: it feels different in the sense that they have already kind of proactively said we do want to keep working together on these humanitarian issues and i think that it would be really surprising after all of this if either one of them retreated from that Humanitarian spotlight. This is something that has really become their focus in the last twenty years. You know, the last time I think People Magazine checked in with them a few years ago, they really talked about how that work on that foundation bonded them together. Melinda said, "You know, Bill was the first person she wanted to talk about on these issues." And you can kind of imagine a world in which they are professional partners, if not personal ones.
0: Uh, let's move on to Caitlin Jenner, uh, and this is in your yes. your politics wheelhouse. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah. uh, So we're seeing now uh, this campaign. She is moving forward with her bid to be Mm -hmm. California's next governor. California needs
1: a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor.
0: And she branded herself a compassionate disruptor. So what does that
1: what does that mean? So it's a nice phrase. And I think what you can read into it is that Caitlyn Jenner is running as a conservative in a state where conservatives don't have a ton of pull with voters. They haven't won a statewide race there in years. So she's not branding herself as a Republican. She's certainly not branding herself as a huge supporter of Donald Trump or of other Republicans in the country. She's a disruptor, right? She's a dreamer. She's an outsider.
0: Got it. And and this is happening within a recall election. So mm-hmm. So can you explain what that is and why the bar is so low for this type of election?
1: Right. So, California has a mechanism where if enough voters sign a petition, they can force an election for someone who's in the middle of their term. So... Gavin Newsom, who is partway through his term now as governor, is li- almost certainly going to face a recall. The signatures are being verified. And the threshold for that, like you said, is super low. You only need something like 65 signatures to get the process started. 65. And you need 65, 65 people, right? And that could be... So I could do Sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I have at least 65 your, listeners out there, right? You guys are with me. <laughs> I was going to say, right. 65 <laughs> friends, anyone you know. Um, and then they went and got... They had to get another like 1.5 million signatures on top of that. But California is a huge state. There are a ton of Republicans in California there. And so now this process is playing out again. Tons of candidates. Caitlyn Jenner is, is one of a few notable names so far, some business people, some of their lawmakers. We'll see what the field looks like. But um, yeah, they, there will be an election between now and mid-fall. And uh, we'll see if voters... Boot Newsom, and if they do, who they pick to replace them? For sure, and and so let's talk about
0: Jenner and just being in the news recently. Uh, uh, she stirred up some controversy uh, over the weekend when she spoke about biological boys who are trans competing in girls' sports. So, what did she tell TMZ, and and what has the reaction been to these comments coming from her?
1: So she gave a surprising answer to one of those classic. You know, TMZ, they send up a cameraman Mm -hmm. while you're in the parking lot and ask you a question. And she was on a coffee run or something and was asked what she thinks about the wave of laws in other states saying that um, transgender children who are biologically born boys can't compete in girls sports in high school or in college in certain cases. What she thought about that is, you know, the most famous transgender athlete perhaps in the country. Yeah. She said she agreed with those laws. She's maybe the only notable transgender person who would agree with those laws. Mm. And she echoed the language of conservatives. Back in these laws that a lot of other transgender people criticized, she said it's a question of fairness. She suggested that transgender girls have some kind of advantage over um, cisgender girls competing in these sports. And like you said, she got a lot of backlash really quickly from the LGBTQ community. Her whole journey since she came out as transgender has been about educating herself on these issues. She famously split with Donald Trump in 2018 after he, you know, came out against, you know, bathroom access for transgender students and and, and barred transgender soldiers in the military. This then in recent days is kind of seen by a lot of people as a reversal, but a reversal for whom, like you yeah. said. It's, it's, it's uh, who is going to see this and and might be more inclined to vote for her. And that's an open question.
0: For sure. Well, Adam, thank you so, so much. I really have to get to my... um uh, Instagram right now to put up a, a chewy caption <laughs> about, um, you know, my coffee, uh, that I drank. Uh, it was definitely pumpkin spice.
1: And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, please post a photo curled up in your blanket with a candle burning in the foreground. Uh, maybe some light Disney decor somewhere in the background. You'll just check all the boxes.
0: Guys, a woman who really needs no introduction is joining me today. Iconic TV actress with her iconic voice and the woman who put queens on the map. Fran Drescher is with me now to talk all about her new beauty endeavor, uh, the nanny then and now and just, you know, life in general. Hi, Fran. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm well, thank
0: you. Thank God. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good now to be talking to you. I have to tell you, um I grew up being told by people that I have a unique sounding speaking voice myself, and oh. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> unique
2: All is right. a, uh, Well, look, you're <laughs> you're using your voice as part of your career and so did I.
0: So let's just get into the beauty stuff. Like uh, no one can see you really right now, but me. But you look stunning, and it looks like you have no makeup on whatsoever. I'm not wearing any makeup. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Oh,
2: Oh, thank
0: you. (laughs) And you are a new spokeswoman uh, for Laura Geller, Laura Geller uh, Beauty. So tell me how how that came about.
2: You know, it's funny because I I always believe in signs from the universe. And I happened to have been, you know, surfing the channels. And I saw in the guide, Laura Geller. And then I got completely engaged in this program that was selling Laura Geller products. And then like Divine Intervention, they reached out to me. And it is everything that they say it is and more. I haven't even gone through all of the stuff, because I can't get off of some of the things that I just love so much. You know, besides the hydrate spackle, and they have like a whole assortment of spackles, which is really wonderful because it helps keep the makeup set. You know, it really does create a nice even canvas. My favorite custom designer who won an Emmy for the Nanny, when I first started working with her, she said, we're gonna build you from the first layer out.
0: So let's talk Nanny, because you, you, you told me right before we hopped on that you had just gotten off a call for the musical, uh, that, that's yes. The Nanny. So, so that is happening. We had heard that that was yeah. happening before the pandemic um, hit. And it sounds like things are picking up. So tell me, what's your involvement in bringing The Nanny, the iconic show that everyone was in love with, uh, to the stage?
2: Well, um, I said to Peter, I was thinking maybe my children's book, being Wendy would be a good Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, if we're going to do a Broadway musical, it should be the nanny. <laughs> and that was like, ding, 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 ding. So I called the head of Sony because they're partners with us. They're our parent company. Yeah. And I said, look, I, I think that we haven't leveraged all that is the nanny. And this show was like a musical without the music. It was. Why don't we add the music and put it on Broadway? And he said, you had me at how long? <laughs> and now we're deep in the trenches of writing it and uh, and uh, and composing it
0: what are some of the things that came up that resurfaced for you from those years of filming the show and being in, in those shoes of the nanny?
2: Well, first of all, Peter and I had not actually written on the nanny in, you know, 20 years. So it was great fun for us to be writing new dialogue for these characters. We were always thinking, oh, that would have been a great joke for the series, or this would have been a great episode for the series. And it was like, stop it already, the series. We haven't (laughs) written on the series for so many years, and now we are again. And every time we think of something really funny or something, you know, we save it for
0: the musical. I love that. I, I love talking to Fran Drescher. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. My
2: pleasure. Thank you. And be well.
0: Next up, I talked to another TV nanny. Katherine McPhee is getting maternal on her new Netflix show and in real life. Stay tuned. Actress and singer Catherine McPhee has a lot going on these days. She's a brand new mom to son Rennie David Foster, who she shares with husband and super producer David Foster. And she's also back on the small screen. She has a funny new role on Netflix's Country Comfort. And she is here now to talk to us all about that show and everything she has going on in the mommy world. So how are you doing, Catherine? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So cool. So, so tell me about your character on Country Comfort and how you felt stepping into, uh, you know, the funny side of things, because I feel like this is the first time, right? Yeah, I
3: read the script and I fell in love with it. Play this fun, zany girl named Bailey Hart. And she's been with this loser guy for like nine years and they were in a band together and he decides the band decides that they're going to replace her with a, a young, hot blonde. And she's completely <laughs> distraught. I mean, those <laughs> blondes, right? Um, she's <laughs> completely distraught, gets in her car, starts driving, a storm is brewing in the you know, country land and her car breaks down. She knocks on the door, she lands in front of this ranch, she knocks on the door and opens this uh, the door to like about five, kids who think she's the new nanny and she's adamant that she's not the new nanny that she just is her car broke down. <laughs> and she needs a phone, her cell phone broke down. I mean, everything broke down in her life, right? Her, her personal life and her, yeah. um, her car, she has no place to live. So anyway, it's a, uh, it's been great to play something so silly and different than I'd ever done before. I, I've always wanted to do a comedy and I had no idea it was going to be a sitcom it's almost a theatrical experience,
0: yeah that's what I was going to ask. So of course, you know we fell in love with you on Smash, and that was very dramatic. and and you you had all of those those high octane moments there. And then, of course, you've done a lot on Broadway as well, just the actual live in the moment. So how does this compare?
3: Yeah, I was going to say that I think Broadway is a good kind of training ground or vice versa if you're doing sitcom and going into to theater. They're similar just in, you know, you have a live audience so you're holding for applause or laughter or things like that. Mm-hmm. And you feel the energy of the audience. And so, um, this was this has been kind of my favorite job, I think I've had. It's like a really sweet, fun family. you, know, you go to set got these great kids you're working with. You've got these great lines. You get to be funny. You get to be creative. Um, and you're done before three o'clock, on Monday through Thursday. You know, and then you arrive on Friday and you have a live audience. And it's like a big party. So I, I really enjoyed this, this job. Great. Great.
0: And, and then you're playing a nanny. And I, I read somewhere that this is something that kind of strikes a chord with you because you were a nanny for a little bit uh, way back when, right? I
3: was a nanny, but more than anything, I think I just... It's the writing that I... I really connected to our showrunner, Karen Lucas was the executive producer on the nanny with Mm -hmm. Fran dresser. Oh my God. I love that show. (laughs) I loved that show growing up. I mean, I loved, I loved like family matters. And do you remember on TGIF where they had all those sitcoms? It's just like a throwback to those great family sitcoms that you can literally just watch mindlessly and Loving every moment of it. That's how I felt when I read the script. You
0: you, you talked about the schedule a little bit and how perfect that is. Oh my God. And I mentioned it, of, of course, it, with the timing. What, what
3: are we, a month out? A month and a half two, into motherhood? Two months out. Two months? Two months. Oh my this God. Is like, this is the kind of dream show when you're a new mom and you want to just be home with your family uh, and you still want to have a great job and a fun job, a fulfilling job. It's, it's this kind of a show. The sitcom is... You get there at 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, like any other workforce day, and you're done by... This is where it's not normal, is you're done by you're done by like 12 or 1 sometimes on a Monday. So it's a really family-friendly show, but also as an actor, it's a family-friendly show. You get to be home with your husband or your wife and be with your kids. So yeah. I'm a new mom, so it's it's exciting to be home with the little baby.
0: I know. Well, we've been home for so long. I have an eight-month-old oh, uh, wow. right now, and yeah, and so the, even in yeah. doing this, I'm able to be home, and and I have the pumping stuff behind where uh-huh. you can't even
3: see it. Of course. <laughs> so how is it going? How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, mom to mom, it's that's just kind of fun. There's there's so many different types of experiences that women have. You know, like some women, it's really really hard for them in the beginning, and then it gets easier. Yeah. That was you. <laughs> And for me, it's not been that. I mean, I've just been really lucky. Like the breastfeeding has been easy for me, and some women it's really hard. And I mean, my poor sister had that, like mastitis. She got infections. Women get yes. You again raising my hand. (laughs) I know it's horrible, and I, I don't want to jinx it, but I've just been really lucky. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I'm. I like to tell my side of the story. Cause you hear sometimes from some, like so many women have bad experiences and mm-hmm. women are like terrified to have a kid, you know, and I've just had a really nice experience. So, um, you know, but every Yay. baby's
0: different. See, that was my first. I have, a, I have a six-year-old son and he was like, I was like, oh my goodness. He's like my little roll dog. He's I so know. easy breezy. Take him anywhere. Never cry. You know
3: what, would, <laughs> like, what, ha- what always happens is like your first one is easy. And then the second one. So I'm like, oh God, I don't know. People are, you can, you could have it. It's so funny. After you have your baby you, two months out, they're like, you can have another baby. I'm like, I don't know. I just had the first one, but you do think like I'm not going to jinx it because this one's so good and the second one could be like, you know, a total nightmare. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cuz every baby's different, you know. Yes, every baby is different. I'm not going to say a total nightmare, but every baby is yeah, definitely not a total different. nightmare, you know, I'm being a little dramatic, but There are some nights. But yeah <laughs> There's some nights where you're like Go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Yes And, how, and how, how is dad How is David helping I mean he's, He has daughters and, and yeah How's he doing David's doing
3: great He's always walking into a room Like saying Where's my baby Where's my baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> he wants to hold the baby all the time? And... Oh, I love that. Yeah. Do you guys have Do you guys have any plans for Mother's Day? We are actually going out of town with some friends, so um, on a little vacation, and nice. That we're going to bring the baby, and uh, yeah, so.
0: We're going to get out of town. Cool, cool. And then just, just tell me about what we can look forward to people who are binging or, or you're going to take it like, you know, day by day. Like, what can we look forward to in the show? Oh,
3: I say just binge that show. It's such an easy show to watch. I mean, I historically, you know, I watched things back that I've shot, like different series and things like that. I thought you used to say like, Oh, I can't watch myself, but I think it's important to watch yourself. Like for me, oh, I, yeah. I learned things, um, when I watch myself back. So I was a little bit like, Oh God, I better watch the the season, you know, to see, I've <laughs> got to promote the show and it's going to be painful. And maybe it's just me getting older and appreciating myself and my body more. I don't know what it is, but I, I like to think that it's just because the show is really great.
0: That was actress and singer Catherine McPhee. For more on her and her show Country Comfort streaming now on Netflix, head over to people.com. And now, something teacher related to make you smile or laugh really hard, which is what I did when I saw this. As you know, it's Teachers Appreciation Week and if you're looking for a gift, to show your support, especially given the difficult times teachers have been facing with the pandemic, then Gary Brooks, who has been a school administrator for 12 years, has um, what I would call a spirited recommendation for what your child should gift their favorite teacher. <laughs> Take a listen.
1: Here's a great necklace you could send to your child's teacher. Um, uh, it's a fireball necklace. Isn't that great? And then you send a little note um, with your child's teacher. You've been on fire this year. Thank you for everything you've done. He literally strung the little liquor bottles
0: together and made a necklace. (laughs) I can't with him, and I feel him all at the same time. Talk to you guys tomorrow.